Hello. Welcome to uh, the No Breaking Podcast. Hey, Kyle. Hi. Good to have you here. Thank you for introducing me to our listener. That's all right. Yeah. You can always reciprocate if you want to. That's, that's right. I am Kyle Hyatt. Uh, and, and, and with me here is James McKeon. Jimmy McKeon, Cub Reporter. That's right. Fabulous. And we're, this is the first ever No Breaking Podcast road trip. It is. We're going live. Like, what, two miles away from our abodes? Yeah. <laughs> so we're at Race Services. Uh, if you don't know what Race Services uh, is. Race Service? Race You know what? I'm going to do it over again. I can do that. No, no, no. I think this is good. I'd say, I'd say roll with it. Unless yeah. you're trying to do a perfect pod. Which no, there's no, there's no, 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 no. That's not us. If it's in the show, it's in the show. It stays in the show. And we, it looks like we've got a guest coming over here as well okay. behind us. It's racing services, actually. That's right. No, it's race services. It'd be better if it was. What if it, there'd be so many more letters and you, you have a hard time fitting on the well, building? Well, as they say in names, the more letters, the better, as ornamental conifer walks around there the room who's on yeah. one of your older oh, he's just uh, he's, having <laughs> break. Like he's having a break in the, in the corner there, <laughs> there you go. if it was Personal racing break. service he, he writes very large so I think yeah. he'd have a hard time fitting it on the building yeah he doesn't do small as that's it why they went with that name there you go race service excellent sam hello hey hey thank you thank you for taking some time out of your um not 12 hour day to do a podcast with us oh, we really appreciate it it's yeah my pleasure. so tell us a little bit about what you do here uh boy I make automotive films for the most part, and uh, okay. that means planning, shooting, editing, um, sometimes early, sometimes late, sometimes uh, you know, uh, right before I do a podcast. Who's to say? Or maybe even after as well. Maybe even after, if probably. I'm lucky. Probably after. Probably <laughs> after, just because we're taking all your time now, so I'm guessing probably after yeah. as well. Yeah. It's, a nice, it's a nice break, though. But yeah, yeah essentially, uh, we make uh, content for the automotive realm. And I am one of those content creators. Excellent. Well, that's exciting. But before you were here, you created your own content. That's true. And I still do to some degree, or, or I'd like to think I do. Just not quite I, I may return. Yes. yes. Well, the thing about uh, content creation is you like to do your own personal projects, and then when someone starts paying you for them, it seems like the personal projects kind of fall behind. Mm-hmm. Turns out. As it would turn out. But I, I guess that's the best possible outcome of a personal project, right? Yeah, and also a, a podcast professional as well. Can't, I, can't I, that. That's true. That was going to be next on my list. Yeah, if, tell you just, if you just give him a second. He was no. He was going to get to that. I'm trying to live here, man. <sighs> Jesus, <laughs> Murphy. Live your best life. Come on, Carl. That's right. So tell us about your podcast. Uh, I am one of the hosts of the Maximum Driftcast, which is one of, Ooh. I'd say it's the best drifting podcast that's ever been made, and it's pretty much the only one around right now, so you don't have a lot of choices. But uh, we just did our 100th episode. A couple of days ago, and uh, yeah, that's really exciting. That has led to us now doing a halftime show for Formula Drift as well. Mm-hmm. Amazing, proper, uh, which is which is amazing considering the things that I say on our podcast. And they're like, we want this to be broadcast live to uh, many people. And they trust us with that, and that's a lot of trust. It is a lot of trust. Big mistake. Yeah, well, that um, is the keys to the kingdom right there. Yeah, we got our first episode out of the way at uh, the first round of Formula Drift at Long Beach, and I didn't say anything extremely volatile. Okay, but that's now good. that I got out of that out of the way, you know, there's there's a whole world open to us. So Orlando, that's when you're gonna drop some fire. We'll see. You know, we'll see. I think uh, in all realistic, in all realness, though, I, I told uh, my my co-hosts is our podcast. Let's just say that's like ten on the things that you can say that you can get away with. We get mm-hmm. we go up to ten sometimes, and and for the halftime show, it's like we turn it back to two, okay. which is unfortunate because then we just kind of sound like the the regular hosts. Which are great, by the way, but we don't want to sound like that. So now we just kind of got to turn it up to six. Yeah. But, but can I say? Can I say? Fuck on your show? This is the internet. You can. You can definitely say what you want. Yeah. So uh, you know, I can't say. Can't say. I can't say that. I, I shouldn't tell. I shouldn't tell. I told a really bad joke on our podcast the other day about. It was colorful. 
Okay. Right. But I got to avoid that stuff. Yeah. Uh, is that from the, the Formula Drift come down? That on the no, list? that's a decision I made myself to okay. not lose our jobs. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, self-editing is, is important. Yeah. And it, is, if someone's giving you some pennies, it's always nice. Exactly. That's right. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting uh, talking about that. Like, we... Uh, James and I used to do another podcast for an institution, a family-friendly institution, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it's the Peterson Automotive Museum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not to, it's fine. Yeah, it's what. But we, we apparently, and I didn't know this, we had a, we have a reputation amongst podcasters. We found this out actually at the race service launch party. Oh no, uh, that that we are like the family-friendly, clean, like anybody can not listen to your more podcast. Bitches. Yeah, that's no. right. No, it's all. Whereas, I had no we're idea. Get raw and- dirty oh yeah i mean listen i did like three swears in our first two three episodes. swears <laughs> three what? and I, I gave him a stern look yeah, freaking heck yeah. look yeah i did I, I threw a hard s word in there oh and i shot those daggers through my eyes yeah it's brutal but yeah no it was, it was very I fun was... first of all it was funny because we had, yeah the the um driving while awesome guys came up to us and were like hey you're the car stories guys right and yeah. like oh this is weird and then uh and then they're like yeah no whenever somebody's like what podcast do you listen to? I was like, well, you should, your kids are in the car listening to these guys. I was like, oh, damn it. Well, like, let's ruin that reputation yeah, right now. There we go. We We're, don't want your fucking kids to hear this show, you that's idiot. Right. <laughs> Jag off. If you're driving around right now and your kid's in the back seat, just smack him. Just yeah. hit that kid. Yeah. And you know or what? Break really hard. Yeah. You know what? Let's kid? just break. There you go. Santa isn't real. Oh, oh. God, that hurts. And your parents have sex. <laughs> Sometimes rough sex. At least once that they've proved. Yeah, at least once, maybe. Yeah. No, I mean, if we really wanted to, to to go, you know, to start working blue, as they say, we just get Nico up here and have him start talking. Oh, just as he does. As he's he does. colorful. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's a he's a, a free spirit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, well, so so give us a, a little bit of the the background on race service because in addition to being a pretty you know bitchin' facility, I did it again. You did. Yeah, We're gonna lose that good. clean lyrics. Yeah, yeah. On it's the, I'm keeping um, it's, it's two, Carl. If it comes up three, the, the daggers are gonna be shot your way again. Yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty amazing like facility in yeah. kind of a weird location, which is excellent. I like that. It's, yeah. it's it's very convenient to where I live, so that's nice. But uh, yeah, how did how did it come about? How did it get started? So it's in Mid City, which uh, you know the neighborhood here is up and coming. You may say sure. And uh, I believe this shop. So there's to kind of give the audio listeners here it's a it's a large auto shop uh, with a large open bay right now we're sitting in an upstairs area that was a storage area with tons of shelves you can still see the numbers on the floor mm-hmm. that were yep. shelving units and there's a bunch of there's five other garages i think there's five six if you count nico space but essentially it was a big weird automotive repair shop facility hmm. and uh you know it, when we got to the place la- late last year and we said this is the place you know, we realized that it was going to take a ton of work to turn into what we wanted. And what we wanted is a... A lot of work and a lot of pink paint. A lot of pink paint, yeah. Which is, well, we wanted to build a automotive agency for the drivers that are represented. We wanted to build a studio space and a good old-fashioned garage where we can actually work on cars in reality. Um, you know, we, we've always kind of rented studios or ended up in someone's garage mm-hmm. shooting these big budget build shows and just generally being places that were not ideal. So we've always kind of dreamed about having a automotive studio slash shop where we could make work happen. And then uh, on top of that, we have, as we've mentioned, Nico Ornamental Conifer as our art director over here doing really cool projects uh, with us. He's doing his own independent projects and just a whole team of talented people, the founding fathers, uh, 
Andy, Jacob, and James. You've had uh, two of the three on your show. Your, yeah. your your previous show that I think you said you didn't want to talk about it, but yeah, you've yeah you've spoken no, to those no, guys. Great. Those guys are delightful, and yeah. they might even be on in the future. Yeah, maybe even. But yeah, I mean, if were... we can convince them to sit still for more than a minute we'll and a half, we'll see. We'll try. But they can tell you the story in better detail. But they were. Uh, the founders essentially of the last time we talked to them was of donut media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is now a new, uh, offshoot. You could say of that. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, mid city in Los Angeles is, is kind of, uh, certainly up and coming. Yeah. There's nothing here. <laughs> up and coming. So like when, when James says it, it sounds so much more like derogatory. Yeah. But it's not, it's amazing. I like it's a yeah. mile and a half from my house. So it's great. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I live in Koreatown. I really can't talk, but like, <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 not bad. I mean, yeah. it's, it's convenient. You're right on Venice, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but I mean, I so I, I'm, I'm a recent uh, addition to Los Angeles. I was in Phoenix, Arizona for all 31 years of my life prior, and it, it definitely it, it's interesting how here, like every other street, could be something crazy. Like there's oh, yeah. mansions. There's yeah. mansions like two miles from here. Oh yeah, on like beautiful perfect streets Hancock and then Park, yeah. and then you know 10 feet from us there might be a crack alley we're not sure yeah it's true but yeah, you <laughs> have a great detailing place galaxy detailing shout out to the folks at galaxy detailing like how much are they paying you don't buzz market galaxy detailing on our podcast james oh, how much how much are you get in for this you getting a free detail no okay I I wish. you better oh, i wish you know a little on the back end maybe we'll see mm. <laughs> hmm. it's all right carl i'll split it 50 50 all right. Well, I mean, you can't take your Mercedes there. I can't because it just fills with water. Yeah. We one time recently when it was working, uh, a brief, a brief period often. of when my my beautiful Mercedes was working. What kind is it? It's a 1970 280 SE sedan. It's lovely. It doesn't. If it ran on tears, it would run all the time. Some yeah. people usually make those run out of McDonald's grease. No, 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 no. This is pre. It's not a diesel. It's gasoline. It's before okay. before that. Before gasoline, Flintstones. Yes. That's right. That's right. It okay. almost is right now. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it might be better if it was. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have currently have two like uh, septuagenarian Germans working on it, hopefully converting it to run on the sorrows of orphans, which okay. is a bottomless resource. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's we, we so I was with my wife and we were, I was like, you know, I've never I know the rubber is bad in the car, but how bad is it really? So I was like, I'm going to go through a car wash one time just to see. And and it, it it's really bad. It was there was water coming in. Excellent. Everywhere, not on the driver's side, thankfully. Oh, that's but good then. Yeah. So I'm, I was cool. Yeah. But yeah. and let me tell you, th- those seats do they say they're made of horse hair? It's real. Real horse hair? Yeah. It smelled like sea biscuit inside my car for that's two days. Wonderful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful experience. But yeah, no, it's currently it's currently in the shop again, and I think the transmission's blown apart now. Oh, that'll be cheap, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, hundred hundred percent. Just pennies. Yeah. Go down to the old Mercedes store and buy yeah. a quick cheap old transmission you know it's bad when you're when you're mercedes mechanic who has been around he's been in the same septuagenarian again that's a good five dollar word septuagenarian very good he may be an octogenarian i don't know i I I think he's definitely octogenarian it's good uh it could be uh he's been in the same location he's owned the same shop since 1961 yeah on santa monica boulevard that's awesome yeah when they opened they did mercedes and dkw service I don't even know what that is. Exactly. Oh, wait, like the the amphibious vehicle duck? You no, 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 no. Okay. That's a different thing. Um, these dark, are like Darkwing two... Duck. DK. No. Yep, he did Darkwing yeah. Duck service. Very Absolutely. Good. The only really thing. ahead of its time. Cool. Um, but like he's like he like he calls me. He's like Kyle. There's something that's wrong in the transmission. I'm gonna like it's it's not my specialty. I'm gonna send it off to a friend of mine. I was like, oh mother of God. He used to work for me, Kyle. Like really? His name's Herbert. God damn it. 
damn you, Herbert. So now, now the car's blown apart at Herbert's shop. I've never been there. I don't know where it's at. It's in Santa Monica somewhere, but it's, yeah. The wilds of Santa Monica. <laughs> Got to be careful what colors I wear down there. Exactly. Today, I might have a bad time. Yeah. In any case. I bet you can't wait for that car to barely run again soon. I can't because I think I'm going to stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go and bring a trailer. Yeah, that'll soon. be really great. So anyone looking to buy a slightly used, what year was it? It's a 1970. 1970 Mercedes 2. In tip-top condition because almost everything's been replaced in it now. Condition. Yeah, I mean, it, to be fair, it has had like, this is this will be what? Like, Take your wife through the car wash. It'll be great. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. That's a, no, it's, I mean, it's a lovely car, but it just doesn't work ever. Um, <laughs> it's good to look at. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, I should try and sell it to the Peterson. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. what do you do there? You look at a car. Is it a car That's run? It. They no, should really do an, an exhibit on real cars. You know, none of these like <laughs> That's right. none of these carpet queens. I want to see the real broken project cars that no one ever is going to finish. That's exactly right. That'd yeah. be a good. That'd be a good exhibit. Broken dreams project. Be good. They could partner with um with Hoonigan. They could mm-hmm. have half of Scotto's cars there. Yeah. They're all blown apart. Be good <laughs> stuff. Anyway, so so what are some projects that you guys are working on now that you can you can talk about? I assume there's some stuff you can't talk about. Um, yeah, most of them I think we can talk about at this point. So we have been shooting our, our, I guess you could say staple series, which is called blackout, which is Mm -hmm. with a professional drifters, Ryan Turk and Chris Forsberg. And, uh, that is essentially a show, a variety show. You could say that word sounds so cheesy though. A variety show like vaudeville. It would be great (laughs) if it was. I think that's the next, that's which direction you should push it into. Yeah. But it's, it's following their lives, uh, throughout the formula drift season. And they get get Ryan Turk to dress up like Monty Hall. Yep. That'd be great. Yeah. Even both canes. That's before my time. Oh, that's crazy. You said you're what? You said you're what? 30? Thirty-one, old enough to party. But you I like those. People. You like those vintage vessels. But you I, don't like vaudeville. Come yeah. on. I like. I like whenever I, I tell anyone my age, they always like do a quick two-inch uh, view up to my hair because yeah. For the audio only listeners, I have a large shock of gray hair. But uh, it's, I've had that since I was a, a young it's man. Bad. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, blackout. It is. Uh, we are following them on and off the track, and we're doing builds down the road, which I don't want to talk about yet, but they just built their form of the drift cars, essentially, mm-hmm. on camera, oh, cool. which tons and tons of work goes into, and these guys are essentially doing it with just two buddies and themselves, which you'd think at the top tier of drifting, and it does exist, there are there are teams that just have uh, you know, a shop build the car and the drivers show up and drive, but what's cool about these guys is that they are hands-on start to finish and Certainly. build their own cars. Um, we are also doing one right now with a professional X Games medalist, uh, Colby James West. We are building a, a Maverick, a Ford Maverick, which is pretty cool. And he's also a fan of basketball. And he was playing basketball a second ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were, he was passing the rock around with a tween age intern. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, those are some of our first builds. We just finished uh, some stuff with Robo Race, which was pretty cool. That was my first introduction with an autonomous. And they don't, I forget exactly the, what the term they want to use. It's not driverless. There's still a driver. Sure. But essentially, imagine an open-wheeled F1 Indy-style car, but yeah. without a cockpit. Yeah, it's certainly a very stylish vehicle. Yeah, we, yeah, we saw it actually um, at the launch party here. Yeah, yeah. I saw it race. So, well, I saw it race, post-race, not live this time. Yeah. In uh, Italy. Oh yeah, I saw I saw it like on Instagram and stuff. I saw yeah. footage from that. It's pretty neat. So our boys were just out there filming some stuff with them. I filmed uh, the livery getting painted and uh, wrapped on that car here, leading up to the launch party. And uh, yeah, there's a ton of new projects, but it's uh, it's a blur right now, and I'm sure half of them I'll get in trouble for talking about. So. That's alright. But what Excellent. are you working on? Uh, your own projects then? I've got a uh, drift car that we built last year. Yeah. So on, I was going to ask, how's on, that's going? It's I haven't seen it in a year. Oh, but. 
But ever since Chris uh, Forsberg kicked it out of his driveway, unfortunately, where I was harboring it Harsh. for as long as I possibly could, sure, it's now cause... sitting in Ontario, California, a place I've never been, actually. And it's <laughs> there, kind of being slowly... There's uh, an airport there, not much else. Really? Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's unfortunate that it's sitting that far away from me. I would love to drive it again because we built up my uh, drift car that, you could say, launched this little career of mine. And uh, it, was, it was a dream come true to uh, have... Uh, my favorite drifters, Forsberg and Turk, build my car, essentially, and then I haven't driven it since. Was it uh, when they maybe revealed a little bit behind the kimono of your mechanical work beforehand? Did that often leave you a bit despairing or anything like that? Wait, you used a lot of British words there. Go ahead. Say that again. They showed, <laughs> uh, They suggested that maybe some of the previous workmanship was not yes. maybe ideal for some scenarios. So that was fun because I directed that show and i got to rag on myself and of course i I like to be my harshest critic as was uh what what got me in this seat in the first place was the series i made called the drift idiot Mm -hmm. day x series and uh yeah that was just me learning how to drift very poorly on this car and working on this car myself without any mechanical knowledge of cars aside from just looking on internet forums which i'm sure as you can guess is a little bit dicey i thought that was the only way to do it these days youtubes (laughs) and internet forums yeah, all you need is YouTube and a can-do attitude. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, needless to say, I didn't necessarily do everything right on the car, and they, uh, they, they, un- they unfucked it up. Okay. <laughs> so they made, they made it into a nice, proper, functional drift car, and uh, I, I got to drive it at the track after, after weeks and weeks of filming this show and do donuts around them on very old, crusty tires that had been sitting in the Phoenix Sun for about three years. Perfect. And I didn't kill them, thankfully. So well, you're saying good. those tires were on point. On basically. point, ready to go. Perfect. Ready to go. And I even bought the tires used off eBay, and they were super cheap because they're already like five years old. And I didn't know this at the time, but apparently when tires just sit in a warehouse, they age and they get crappy. No, yeah. I was yeah. never aware. I thought they, it meant them vintage. Dude, the sell-by date is just a suggestion. Yeah. Okay. I mean, rubber is like fine wine. It gets finer. Exactly. <laughs> it, it ages gracefully. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Uh, wow. But yeah, I'm I'd like to drift you. again someday, and uh, that's the most common angry thing i get on my youtube and facebook is i'll post like hey i'm working on this really cool really cool project with a robot race car and they're like drift your s14 again you asshole (laughs) so (laughs) there's at least Uh, one a week one a day uh the internet it's a wonderful place yeah everyone's so kind on there just a just a crowd full of charmers yeah Yeah. it is they know how to make your day feel so much better when you Mm -hmm. read the comment section it's true so when are you so you so i mean like i guess how many cars did you destroy learning to drift? Zero. Or, that's my only car. So, only one? So I had a, a oh mid-20s mid crisis, I guess you could say. Sure. And I realized, uh, and, and properly so, because uh, I was about 25 years old, and I realized that I would, I need to do a stupid automotive thing now mm-hmm. before I suddenly get married, have kids, and die, which I haven't done any of those things yet. And I'm, it's only <laughs> six years later, but I was like, uh, I've, I've always been into... Japanese cars. I, I owned WRXs my entire life, essentially, and I did I did the Toga, as you could Ooh. say. Uh, the Phoenix. There actually are some cool canyon roads around there, but my buddies would do stupid shit in their all-wheel drive cars out there. Always been interested in drifting, mm-hmm. and uh, actually I saw there's a couple inspirations, which one is interesting because uh, I don't know if he's still sitting downstairs, but essentially the one that brought me up in the world, uh, Andy Laputka, he made a video called Bloodmasters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that, but it was just kind of a East Coast heavy metal drifting jam. So I saw that, and then I think like probably the same day or same week or same year-ish, I saw on Speed Hunters, Matt Powers' green S14 yep. shot by Lindbergh. And, mm-hmm. and then I was like, all right, I'm going to buy a drift car. I have to do this now or I never will. 
and I found a uh, NS14 that had suspension mods and had been gutted and had a body kit. And it was $2,000, if I remember correctly. Which and is well, well before the drift tax. Which is well, in. well before oh, yeah. the drift tax, only five short years ago. And uh, I went up and uh, bought the car with my buddy. My buddy uh, Matt rode a motorcycle next to us, and he didn't wear sunscreen. And he got really bad t-shirt uh, tan, which was, that was exciting. Awesome. But yeah, that was, I mean, so me and good my, times. Me and my good, good like three buddies, we went up, bought the car. We, none of us had knew any idea how to build cars or how to go drifting. And we uh, roughed it. I, at the time, I was a commercial photographer. I never, never even touched a video camera. I never pushed the record button on a camera. And uh, just a bunch of guys that had no idea what they were doing in drifting, in video recording. Just uh, making it cool-ish video and being bad at drifting and uh yeah that's amazing so like what we obviously you have this love of drifting what got you into cars initially um so my mom had a 93 ford probe gt it's a pretty sweet ride that was later my car but before that we should talk about how that's my got mom... that, that that kooky the weird mazda v6 in it yeah the yeah. kl yeah. the klze was the cool one that you can put in that was like the the powerful jdm one the american mm-hmm. one was still like 160 horsepower i believe 2.5 liter v6 which was cool but my mom had that car when i was a youngling and she would let me shift for her like on the the long way home so i think i was probably like eight or nine let's see 93 is when she got it that would make me seven years old so i just shift the car all the way home that was very exciting for me and uh later on the funny part is so that car became mine later on but she she told me it's like yeah when i bought that car i was either considering that or have you heard of a toyota supra and i was like <laughs> i was like oh mom what have you done <laughs> i could be driving a supra as one of my first cars but instead i had the 93 ford probe gt which i uh fondly referred to as uh the ford death striker okay because uh probe didn't sound angry enough yeah but i did some cool mods to that i did a sleepy eye mod because it had pop-up headlights mm-hmm. put a momentary delay switch in there and the headlights become pretty much useless but looks pretty sweet. Oh, sure, yeah. of course. And I uh, also went to Home Depot. I got some. Uh... The, we're all great mods. That is that is yeah. the, that, the best place for <laughs> so, modifications. So here I am. I go to Home Depot. I bought uh, some of the you know grates, essentially a thin grate, mm-hmm. painted it white as a white car. Put that behind the grill. Fifteen horsepower, at least. Uh, Obviously, I, I got a titanium muffler off of the internet, and uh, I had Midas install it, but sweet. they didn't know that titanium. I, of course, I didn't know at the time either. You can't just weld direct to titanium with right. regular. Oh. So then that, they, bur- they burnt a, hole, a huge hole in that. But anyways, it was a cool <laughs> car. Uh, I wanted some Otegi wheels. I couldn't afford those, so I got some knockoffs. And uh, still people didn't show me the respect down at the car scene. I don't, I, I don't understand why. It, that, yeah. that sounds like that's top drawer right there. Yeah, well, joke's on them. I yeah. know. I had a 5.0 Mustang right around that time as well that I did burnouts in my high school parking lot. That seems, that seems like an ideal sort of Arizona car. It was. It like, was pretty cool. Except the AC didn't work. So that was maybe not, not ideal. so ideal. Yeah, yeah not I, ideal. I, I take that back. Um, the previous owner of that one was, I believe, morbidly obese and had crushed the floor around the seat. All I right. know that when I bought it. So uh, I had to then uh, buy not only a new seat, but also repair the floor. So I had a cool, being an idiot and uh, 16 or 17 at the time, I bought like a very stiff racing Corbo seat that, that didn't recline and was terrible to get in and out of. But. Oh. But it felt cool. Yeah. And no that's, other mods. That, that's half That's half the fun. Yeah. yeah. Feeling cool. felt cool. Yeah. Because, I mean... But super bald tires. And I guess you could say that was my first drift, but very unsuccessfully out of the high school parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally did a 360, 
you know, people people try to do three sixty. Yeah, just glad there was no one around you. To be honest, I mean, there Mustangs. was. Oh, there but, was a lot of people around. Yeah, well, you, well, you know what they say about Mustangs and crowds of that's, people. That's that's they go what, well. It's just going to happen. Yeah. You know, you're going to loop it. And you then just, you send it. Yeah. And then uh, so at this point, I was deep into the car world, and my dad uh, had an honest midlife crisis car then, and he bought a 2004. This was 2004. He bought a 2004 STI. Okay. okay. STI, and then me being a uh, 18-year-old making minimum wage is like, I should buy an STI too. But of course I couldn't because I was making minimum wage. But I did take out a large loan and bought a base WRX. That's pretty and, awesome. Uh, yeah, I was very excited about that. And that kind of started the actual cool car career. Excellent. And, uh, I've owned WRXs since. And then I bought a drift car and then I'm on a podcast. Excellent. Yeah. The end. Wow. What? Just just a skyrocketing <laughs> Look at upward trajectory. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. From nothing to the No Breaking Podcast. Wow. Yeah. Well, when you put the it like heights that. of the No Breaking Podcast. Yeah. We are very high up right now. We're on, on the second floor of a building. So that's physically high. Yeah. And we smoked a huge fat of a J-bone. Just, yeah. Just fat ripper. bong rips for days. Mm. Hours. Yeah. Yeah. So the Conifer called you Chief Keef behind your back. He did. Yeah, it was great. Um, he's wearing a big... So because this is an audio only podcast. So he's currently wearing a, a, a gigantic cannabis leaf t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And the glasses are actually cannabis leaves as well over each eye. That's very true. true. So this is, you know, I wasn't expecting this when they asked me to be on their show, but you know, man, it's legal. It is what it is. I mean, you've got that store down the road there. Yeah, that's true. Fun. No. Uh, yeah, so I, I get, what are you, so you're da- still daily driving uh, a WRX? Yeah, that blue SDI out front is okay. mine. I, uh, I blew up the motor on my first O2 WRX. And uh, it actually lasted 200,000 miles, which is pretty impressive. You and blew there, the motor before the transmission. I blew it. Oh, God. <laughs> I, you know, like, so, I'm, I'm not really a Subaru guy, but I know a thing you know or two about thing, Subaru five-speed transmission. Yeah, so O2 WRX, the first year that they brought the WRX to America, and they were like, you know what? Let's throw on that transmission from the 140-horsepower version, and uh, it'll be cool with 230-horsepower now. Not a What problem. could go wrong? Nothing. Bro. Nothing could go wrong. So 18-year-old me who has a $18,000 loan and is making $8 an hour, uh, uh, you know, barely affording my car payment while living at home. And then uh, my transmission blew. Uh, it was like two months after having the car, first to, first to second gear shift. And of course, my mom was like, you destroyed the car because you're hard on the car. The fact of the matter is it wasn't my fault. Yes, of course, I'm hard on every car, but it wasn't my fault, mom. And now she knows that. But then I had to take out a loan from her. To pay for my transmission. That's rough. Uh, so, uh, and mom well, interest rates are Yeah, what steep. was the interest rate from mother? Yeah. She... The VIG, the VIG on that's got to be killer. It was yeah. steep. Let's just say, uh, you know, I'm still paying for it today. Okay. Uh, but, but yeah, it was, it was a real bummer. And then uh, I got an RA gear set in there, which was cool. And uh, it still was a shitty transmission compared to the STI one. So right. now, so I blew that car up 200,000 miles later. And uh, it's impressive it lasted that long because most people complain those motors suck. But uh, I wasn't pushing any incredible boost numbers out of it. Yeah. And uh, then instead of looking for a new motor, I found another blown up car. Oh, perfect. But this is actually a cool story because my dad works in the water treatment world in the San Francisco area. And he noticed for years this 04 beautiful STI just sitting outside this warehouse rotting. And one day he just asked, he's like, okay, what's up with this STI? And I think the owner of the warehouse he said, oh, yeah, that's my son's. He, uh, he blew up the motor and he bought a new STI, like an 09. And he's just driving that now. And I was like, uh, can you make him an offer? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll make him an offer. I was like, uh, offer him $3,000 for it. And this is an 04, 80,000 miles on it. Perfect interior. It had a little bit of uh, body damage on the fender, which it still does, unfortunately. I've never fixed it. But 
80,000 miles. Patina. Yeah. No. You know, 80,000 miles, $3,000. And the owner's like, sure, we'll take it. No haggling. I should have offered 1,000. Yes. So at this point, yeah, I'm probably laughing as you're like towing it away. Yeah, like a uh, sucker. But I mean, even the transmission sells for four grand. So mm. immediately I could have flipped that and, and parted it out. But uh, ever since seeing my dad's 04 SDI, I knew I had to have one. So I, I replaced the motor 90% myself and then I gave up as most projects happen. Sure. And then I had someone else finish it. And uh, now it's my car. So it's a, it's a 04 WX now with a, an STI with 110,000 miles in the chassis now, but a 30,000 mile motor on it that I only paid about, I think, end of the day, seven or eight grand for. Yeah. So I'm pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. Now, it was 04 the first year we got the STI? Yes. Okay. I'm not, I'm not super Subaru man. I know. Yeah. Be more about, about the vaping yourself. Yeah. I mean, I've got a, I mean, this hat has a fairly flat brim that yeah. I have now. Um, and the vape's coming, I'm sure. Yeah. At some yeah. point. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's a cool story about that car, actually. Yeah. Uh, really a sad, uh, shitty mod story. I can't oh. get away from the shitty mods, unfortunately. No, I mean, that's, it's, it's a proud tradition. You gotta do you it. Gotta keep it yeah. Up. Yeah. Well, it actually was a good mod. So it was, it's an APS was a really cool Australian company that made Subaru parts. They went out of business. Not because their parts sucked. I don't know why they went out of business. But Maybe great their parts part, were too good and they were too yeah. expensive. But that yeah, I got a really cool... It was the first mod I got for my O2 WX was this crinkle red uh, cold air intake. The mm-hmm. crinkle right. red matches the STI yeah. uh, intake manifold. So it was really neat. First mod I got because intakes had lots of power, lots of sounds. And it was fine on the O2 because the O2 had its fender lining still. When I got this O4 STI, uh, the previous owner had removed the fender lining. And I put the cold air intake in there. And then when I'm driving to work at race service a few weeks ago in the heavy rain on the I-10, oh, no. uh, I went through a puddle and uh, sucked up water and hydrolocked the motor on the side of the 10. Oh, God. And uh, yeah, so I had to pull over. The car would not start. It was completely dead uh, on the side of the 10 in like heavy, heavy rain. Not safe at all. There's like nowhere to really get out of my car. I hopped over the fence and was standing on the hillside. And I, I literally don't know any mechanics in the area. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to fix it. So I sent it to Santa Monica Subaru. Okay. And thankfully, uh, I don't think they screwed me, but they, they sent me a photo of the the oil, and it was milky white. Mm. And thankfully, the motor did not die or completely seize, and uh, they drained the oil and dumped all the water out of the motor, and now it's good to go again. And uh, I Did they what. also sell you some fender liners? Uh, no, because the previous owner cut out the uh, the, the, the no. attachments that are on the fenders. What a monster. Yeah, he was going for that low look. Oh, well, you know. You ain't living a low life. Exactly yeah. that low living a no life. life. Yeah, that's right. But now I've got a hotter intake. But you know, whatever. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to weigh <laughs> with cost benefit analysis, right? Suck up water. Maybe an extra horsepower. Maybe not. I don't know. It feels faster. Yeah. But anytime you do a mod on your own car, it feels faster. Right? Always. Hopefully. Even when you oh. think about doing a mod yeah. on your car, it feels faster. Yeah. The 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 butt dyno is a funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. I guess I'm, I'm kind of curious too. Like, and this is something that I like to ask, uh, sort of content creator people. Oh my god, um, in the in the automotive space. But like, how how did you transition from? I mean, you said you were working as a commercial photographer and you'd never done videography stuff at it's all. Mostly a valet. Excellent. Yeah, they're even better. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. So it was there valet. Automotive start. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's an easy transition right into the, right right the back door, right? industry already. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, back door right into the industry. Cars have always been my in my life one way or another. Valeting. Uh, I recommend if you are an 18 year old listener to get a valet job because it's a lot of fun. Because you get to one, you get to run around if you like physical activity. That's cool. Two, if you're working like a slow account, you can read. So I read tons and tons of books. 
Red Horatio Hornblower, as we we're discussing. Oh, there we go. Uh, if there's one thing I like more than cars, it's old British wooden ships. That's so I read, I read a lot of books there. So that's fun. And you get to keep up on every car in the world. So I worked on mm-hmm. lots of cool accounts where we uh, parked every exotic car you could imagine. Um, then I got into... And you did everything by the board, of, oh, course, of course, when you parked those exotic Absolutely. cars. Absolutely. So I managed for a little bit the, uh, the highest grossing... Uh, the mall itself is in, in uh, I don't want to say where this, <laughs> but it was the highest grossing it's mall somewhere in the world. per square foot. Let's so, just say it's a very wealthy mall, and I managed the valet there. And in, in, on any given day, we'd see two to 300 cars, maybe 10 to 20% of them highly exotic, and hmm. the rest of them at least very nice, like BMW, Mercedes. New ones, not shitty 70s ones. Sure. Well, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that takes dedication that most people, yeah. they don't have that kind of moxie. No. But, yeah, so I, in that job, I, I drove a you know I drove a Veyron, a uh, Carrera GT, a I drove Shaq's uh, F650 like Shaq diesel, mm-hmm. and I uh, farted in every one of them probably. So that's, Good work. That's, that's exciting. That's, that's critical. That's I thought that'd be de rigueur. What There's you something need to about do. you know you're eating like fast food really quickly and then running a lot and then <laughs> sitting down. Yeah. Just that action just makes you fart a lot. So I farted. In every, what sucks too is like these guys. You know, maybe some of them just were handed the cars, but a lot of them probably like worked really hard. Like they're huge oh, yeah. enthusiasts, mm-hmm. and they they slaved away, and they they and you, they screwed over a lot of people, and they got their Enzo Ferrari. And then you and do a little tooting it. Here comes this eighteen-year-old punk, like just just like, oh, I can handle the car, and he's like, I'll give you twenty dollars to just leave it up front and not drive the car. And we'd always say like, yeah, we'll leave it up front, but we still have to like parallel park it because we have to sandwich it in between sure. two other great cars, and I'm still gonna fart in your car. Yeah, Pong. so just a quick one. Yeah, just, yeah, just just one or two little, couple little beefers. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, like we didn't do any Ferris Bueller stuff. Like we would, we'd be mostly responsible. But if we did have your car out of sight, like we would kind of rev it and do weird shit to it. Well, so either way, I'm never going to valet my car if I unless yeah. I have to. Any that's had, the thing. Did yeah. you ever get a car that you didn't know how to valet, or was there any challenging ones? Um, old weird cars can be very challenging. Of course, like I remember a VW bus, like an original one, like I couldn't get it into gear and I was just grinding and grinding and grinding. And the owner came out. He's like, you got this? I'm like, yeah, I got it. And then, and then afterwards he was like joking with me. He's like, yeah, you can't get into gear without grinding the hell out of it. That's just how you do it, man. It's VW bus <laughs> lifestyle. It's like, all right, cool. Um, you know, all the, uh, the, this is like 2000 and eight-ish, so like a lot of the cars were just getting push buttons, so we'd have to fight with owners walking away with their keys the all the time. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And every every fucking Prius owner would have to tell you it was a push button and a hybrid. So I go, oh, it's yeah. a hybrid car, so it's a push button? Like, you might not understand this, so... Yeah. But, it's on, but it doesn't sound like it's on. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was that life. We got in a quick tangent there, but... Uh, and then I was doing that. I was I went to school. I went to the Arizona State University, mm-hmm. known for its great studi activities, studious oh. activities, not partying. Yeah. Well, they, they do have a killer photography school. Did they? They they did. I I didn't. Turns out, I I, I went to the uh, Walter Cronkite School of Journalism. That's not as good because I wanted to have a career rather than just take pictures of my shoes. Of course. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I started a commercial career working for local magazines and was moderately successful, but I could never like get more than about ten percent of my income, twenty percent doing that. And uh, thankfully, that equipment at the time having like a Canon five D. Uh, also takes videos, mm-hmm. so I, t- I I realized that, and I got a GoPro from my mom for Christmas, a Hero Two, and I put that one on that drift car I had just purposed uh, purchased, and then had my buddy shoot the five D from the sidelines very poorly, because he wasn't a photographer, a videographer, and uh, that Same started the Drift Idiot right series, there. yeah, yeah. But then I realized that I also wanted to, uh, I had to get in the big leagues, and form of the Drift didn't need photographers; they wouldn't even let any new photographers in at the time, from what I recall. 
So uh, I said uh, I, I could be a videographer, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I, I got in there and started my own little series called The Drift Chronicles, which is just telling lesser-known stories of professional drifters. Yeah, I went back and watched one the other day. It actually hasn't aged as poorly as I had thought, but the audio was garbage. The editing was garbage, but uh, the, the stories are cool. But everything yeah. that was, it was great. It was yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah. The visual, the visual, you know, I knew how to take photos, so the, the actual framing and the, the visuals were not bad. But uh, but yeah, so I, I was self-funded and spent tens of thousands of my own dollars going around forming the drift and just making videos. And eventually, uh, these guys that I work with here at Race Service uh, saw a specific video that I made with my uh, podcast co-host, Corey Hosford. I made a video with him called the Hoonigan Sponsor Me video. Mm-hmm. He was mm-hmm. uh, sponsored by Hoonigan. And we just made a fake video, like, at the time, a bunch of kids were doing, like, sponsor me videos. So they just do, like, shout-outs about their lives. Like, here's why I should sponsor me. Here's what I do. So we made a fake one. And uh, these guys saw that, thought it was funny, and asked me to edit an episode of Turked. And uh, it all went downhill from there. And now I'm uh, sitting, now here. sitting in this basement upstairs. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. yeah. It's a story of a kid from Arizona following his dreams. Hard-working. Hard-working yeah. kid. Right. Well. Definitely hardworking, but uh, also very lucky. I like the idea that it's right place, right time with the right. Uh, you got to be prepared for it, though. So for sure, I, I was yeah. definitely ready uh, to jump into the bigger leagues, and thankfully was noticed at the right time. But I'd also slaved away on my own and spent tons of my own money and time to try to make content for free, just to show that one, I could do it, but two, to learn the experience to be ready for when hopefully someone else asked me to do better, bigger, better work. Put yeah. those ten thousand hours in. Fifty thousand. <laughs> Maybe as, as opposed to James and I, whose lives have been one unbroken string of green lights, just yeah, constantly failing way. up the whole way, whole mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yep, smooth sailing. That's right. That's us. That's that's you James' middle name. Just like Nelson, rich from the podcast. Yeah, oh, we are podcast rich, definitely. Yeah, yeah, hugely rich. This is a new hat. It is. I bought it straight cash. I mean, in fact, we asked Scrooge McDuck to move out of his place because Carl and I are moving in. Hell oh. yeah! And I don't even swim. Right there, you go. Uh, First of all, if he nosedived and dove, nosedove, if he nosedove into a gigantic pool full of money, you wouldn't just like, you wouldn't just sink into the money. I feel like it'd be like hitting a, a wall. No, it's it's the duck bill. It just ah, and then it's a the yeah. feet pulling okay. straight back out again. That See, if you're human, totally different. Yeah. But if you're a, it's, it's all about duck physiology. Exactly. I'll There's a lot of that when I get a pool full of gold doubloons and. D- yeah. Dive into it to wear a duck bill. Well, yeah. working here, it's only a matter of time. Only a matter Shortly. of time. I mean, Shortly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, well, what, are, uh, what are some things you want to plug? That, what, what do people, where, where do people want to check out your fine work? You can check out my work on um, murder.org. I've been doing a lot of murders. Mm-hmm. You can check out my work. It's a growth industry. It's, on, it's people are uh, dying to get into it. The Taco Bell you're, menu. You're fired, by the way, James. What'd you say? Kyle just fired me. It's all right. I'm back. All right. You're hired. You want to be on my podcast? Yeah, please. Cool. Um, I shot the the Taco Bell menu. If you want to see this next time, we're going to Taco Bell, the $5 box. Okay. That's that's one of my photos. So check out the Taco Bell menu. Um, Other than that, I got a podcast, Maximum Driftcast. Check that out. We did our 100th episode this last week. Um, check out Race Service, which mm-hmm. is uh, where I am working and where we are sitting right now, mm-hmm. putting out lots of cool content. Uh, and you can watch our halftime show at Form of the Drift. That's the live stream when that goes down. What else? There's a lot. What about your Instagrams? Instagram, your Drift Idiot. Yeah, I guess we haven't said that once. I know. No. I guess I guess you'll see my we name. We danced in the around it, but hey, my name is Sam. Nice to meet you guys. Hey. <laughs> it's it's Sam Nalvin, aka Drift Idiot, aka. Uh, 
the Apache. Aka, I'm making these up at this. Oh, point. the Silver Fox. Yes. So you want to go? With. We're, we're, we're getting real close into Ghostface territory. Oh yeah. Just, you know, Ghost shampoo face. knuckles. <laughs> Thor. Thor molecules. Mm-hmm. Galaxy bracelets. What's your favorite one, Inspector Dex. Mm-hmm. That's a different person. I know. Yeah. He's what? a lesser member of the Wu Tang. Oh, well, those are fighting words, Carl. Well, we can get some uh, Shailen Buxton going on. What would you guys like to plug? Oh, James, where do people find your stuff? Because well, it's good. Well, they can find me at NoBreaking, nobreaking.com, or oh, at NoBreaking. I see the synergy now. Is this an anti-breakdancing podcast? Yep. Uh, well, possibly, yes. one might say. Oh, Kyle, God. where can we find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at Kyle J. Hyatt, and you can find the stuff that I do for a living. Living is a strong word. The stuff that I do for money. Yeah. Uh, is, is, uh, it's well, at, you do live your best life through that. That's true. Yeah, I do a lot of cool stuff with, for despite not having like a real... I don't, you know, I don't mind coal or um, fixed Subarus or anything like that. You do gymnastics. I do, yeah. Mostly um, open floor work, maybe a little ribbon. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can find my written work at theroadshow.com. Antique Roadshow? That's you? God, I Man, wish. Is... I wish we had those numbers. Man. That would be great. I would, <laughs> I, I'm 100% ready to. I mean, to... I've got an inn at several uh, locations in the UK, Kyle, if we want to make the transition. I mean... Yeah, I do. I want to do that. Right, Let's do that go. right now. So we and just then found the super ignorant farmer. He's got a gigantic shell oil sign. I'm going to offer him five bucks. See yeah. what happens. Mm-hmm. Or just chair. Fle- just chair. fleece him out of it. Yeah. I can, f- I can fleece English rural people, no problem. Of course. Fast-talking American. Let's There's go. one thing I know. It's how to take advantage of the elderly. That's right. That's right. As soon as you can. As soon as you can. <laughs> live live my life one case of elder abuse at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, that lovely note. Yeah. We can wrap it up, Kyle. We can. If you want to. Or yeah. keep going. No, we'll wrap it up. That's you fine. sure? Yeah. They have a beer in the refrigerator. I think I'm going to have one. We didn't, we didn't offer. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> he All right. Steal you, it. You can it's have fine. a beer. Yeah. We like your attitude and your, your, your abuse of the elderly and your theft. That seems right. You guys seem like very uh, virtuous podcasters. We, we try. try. We, we certainly do try. That's right. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're the No Breaking Podcast. Check us out. Uh, uh, please leave a... a, a What's the word I'm looking for? Comments. Comments. Positive comments. You want to like. You want to like. You want to subscribe. Smash that like button. iTunes. Five stars. That's right. At least. At least five stars. This is what I like to say on my podcast is if you don't leave five stars, I'm going to find you. I'll kick your door in. Or else. There you go. That's Well, we're not going to do that. Obviously, Sam's going to do that on our behalf. To you. Thank you. I mean, you know, going off on a micro tangent at the very end of the show, which is something I apparently like to do. Of course. uh, They're a long time ago. Probably 2007. Uh, Aziz Ansari did this this bit um, on the internet, kind of like before he did the Human Giant and any of that other stuff. Before he kissed the girl that didn't want to be kissed. Yeah, Oof, that was a rough one. Do you want to talk? About, no, let's close. Let's close that. Yeah, let's close that. Let's, let's we'll get into that, <laughs> and then we'll get into the cat person. What is the other one? The other that's ter- uh, anyway. He uh, he did this thing called um, Clell Tickle, indie marketing guru. Mm-hmm. So he was like this agent for a band, but he just used like brutal mob tactics to represent indie rock bands. That's awesome. It's great. So anyway, one of one of the things that he said is uh, he's talking to this guy and he's like, "If you don't give this band a positive review, I'm gonna come to your house and I'm gonna hurt the weakest member of your family." Ooh. That no, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come to your house and kill your dog. And if you don't have a dog, I'm gonna hurt the weakest member of your family. I was That's like, good. "That is pretty good." And that kind of covers all your bases. And that also is a shout out to Aziz to come on our show. No, 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 no. Why? Yeah. No, because he's just going to talk about food. It'd be tough wanna... for him to to come after me, though. That's right. Uh, anyone's going to be tough to come after you. I mean, we didn't even touch on your love of vessels. 
vessels. Yeah, so <laughs> man of war. You, li- you live in an old wooden war. ship with a nine pound gun. Look, uh, seventy four guns. You know, it could be a triple decker. It could be. It could be a rake. It could be. A, it could be a, a a frigate. I don't give a hoot. All yeah. right. Triple masted. It doesn't, matter. It doesn't matter if you come with the, uh, the the two cannonballs with the chain between them to try and chain shot. The rigging. That's fine. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's all about those close quarters snipers. That's right. Anyway, well, still your cutlass, James. It's, it's time to wrap up the podcast. It's all about the rapier, Kyle. Come on, let's be real here. Rapier than who? Um, anyway, thanks, guys, for checking us out, and um, we'll be uh, back at Next you. Time. Yeah, with another guest later. Bye. Can Bye, I guys. say? Can I say the end? The of course end. you can. Wait. The end. Oh, there. Thanks, Sam. Thank you.